Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Neil and Amy podcast. Today, we're talking about checking ourselves before we wreck ourselves. And I'm sitting here with Eric Nichols. Hello, everyone. And we are diving in. Amy is actually still in recovery mode. If you are wondering what happened to her, she uh, jumped on last week as a guest on her own podcast. She called in from downstairs. And she actually uh, told us, gave us an update on how she's doing. Uh, She currently is getting better day by day. I believe we're 11 days out from her procedure. And she is getting stronger every day. Her pain's reducing just a little bit. But today she woke up and just kind of felt like she got smacked and is is actually just kind of chilling out and trying to to get a little bit better. So uh, hopefully she'll be back with us soon. Um, However, today we are stoked to jump in and talk about checking ourselves. Eric, do you remember that saying? You better check yourself. Before you wreck yourself. And I don't even remember what that, was that just like a cultural saying or did it come from a movie or something? Do you remember? Man, it, it had to be 90s, yeah, right? straight up. Might have even been late 80s. I, I don't really remember late 80s, but I, I wasn't. I wasn't born until the 90s, so <laughs> why are you laughing? I, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's correct. And it's not correct. I was born in 1980, baby. Which means that uh, the 90s, those were prime time. And I do not remember where that saying came from, but I remember it coming out frequently. And it really applies to what it is that we're talking about today. So we have a book. And I know if you've been listening to this podcast, believe this episode is number nine. If you've been listening to this podcast, our whole uh, series and season is really dedicated to the idea of wayfinding, wayfinding which simply means that we believe every single person has a way or a path that they're supposed to be on, one that they were divinely created to be on. And as uh, as we seek and search and we figure out what our gifts and talents and abilities and our life trajectory is, uh, is destined for, that's Wayfinding. And so we've written a book called Wayfinder, and that book is, is designed to help you overcome obstacles, reach destinations. It's packed with some stories, and those stories are all geared to basically simplify the idea of spiritual development and the idea of being on track. So uh, you can pick up that book at neilandamy.com. Right now, it's still uh, in there as a pre-sell discount. I believe you're going to get 20% off, and then you're also going to get the audio book for purchasing that early. So we're looking at early November, right, Eric? Something like that, hopefully mid to early that's the goal. We're not we're not totally sure how long the uh, printing process will take, but we believe it should be pretty quick. And if that's the case, then November, early November, should be our time span. Yeah, and here's a maybe a fun little conversation that even the listener could jump in on. And um, we're we're wanting to encourage you as a listener. We're tr- we're trying to get uh, some of your thoughts, your feedback, your stories, uh, listener stories. We'll talk a little bit more about that at the end. Um, however, um, what I was wondering is there, there are pictures that I have in mind that I almost want to see placed inside this book of specific characters, circumstances, or situations. And that's kind of rare you see that in a book you know, these days other than kids' books. But what do you think, Eric? What is like pictures? Does that help, like, not help? Oh, yeah. Um, I think visual aids are always great. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Listeners. If you have a preference, if you want to actually see a picture in chapters of this book, just like when you send an email to us, because that's what we're going to ask you to do at the end of this podcast, when you send your simple email, 
we want to know if you think that that is just like a great idea or not a great idea because over the next week or so, that's what we're doing is we're, we're landing some of those images and throwing them in there. So that's a thought. Hey, all right. So if you're driving down the road and I, I just want you to think about this, your, your coast is clear, everything's beautiful and you're just driving down, let's say the interstate five freeway, which runs like north and south, right up the West coast. And all of a sudden you pull into central California and you hit this, this thick wall of fog. Eric, what do you do? Do you juice it or do you stop? What do you do? Uh, actually? Do you want the actual answer? Yeah, or I want to know what you do. Answer? Both. Well, sarcastic. Let's go with <laughs> that right. first. Well, if it's anything like ice, you speed up, right? Absolutely. That way you go over it faster. There's less probability of something bad happening. Yeah, for sure. You just get through it quicker. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. What happens though if somebody stopped in front of you? We know the technical answer. Just last week, I actually, my youngest daughter got her learner's permit. She's 15 and a half and we went, she took the test and now she's driving anybody over the age of 25 without anybody under the age of 18 in the car. And it's pretty crazy. One of the things that you know this, if you've, if you've ever taken this test, they tell you like, you need to slow down. <laughs> Don't turn on the bright lights. Turn on the lights that are a little bit more dim. And then you, you if it's bad enough, you pull off to the, get into a safe zone, right, until the fog lifts. Because if you don't check yourself, then you might eventually wreck yourself. That's right. So that's the concept. Uh, we want to you know, share, and this is, these are concepts that are found in the book. It's, you know, life transformation is actually way more simple than people want to make it. I think that it's way easier, like way more simple, but we just don't take the practical steps to actually transform in our lives. And so today we're going to focus around the concept of checking ourselves, what we also call checkpoints. Uh, we want to really dive into this concept to put a tool on the shelf for you because in this podcast, we don't want to only just give you like ideas, but we want to give you actual practical handles that can help you get your life on track or help you find your way. So let's look at the example of an automobile, a car, a vehicle. So dashboard, Eric, name some of the things that are on the dashboard when you're looking at most vehicles. Your oil pressure. Okay. What else might be there? Your speed. Okay. Okay. The voltage of your battery. Okay. Uh, the engine RPM. Good. Let's go with like, let's, that, that, and certainly on most vehicles that still applies, but some of the newer ones have even like crazier diagnostics than that, right? Like what types yeah, of Yeah, you got your check engine light, mm -hmm. a lot of little nagging things. Yeah, little annoying things. Yeah. I was driving with a brother-in-law the other day and he, it was like his tire, uh, his, his like, there was like a little screen that had his like tires on it and it showed like the f the front right tire was at 56 yeah. psi yeah. what's psi stand for pounds per square inch yeah so that's the tire pressure but his left tire was at like 47 yeah so what would you say about the those two tires what's that telling us they're out of balance yeah and if they're out of balance long enough then what um you're gonna wreck yourself that's right the tread's going to wear, you might get out of, you might, vehicle might get out of alignment, right? So just in a basic vehicle, and I want you to think of your life like a car, like you have a dashboard sitting in front of you and that dashboard helps run, we'll call it diagnostics. 
A diag- it's a diagnostic is, is a diagnosis, right? And you need to be able to diagnose the condition of your car, but you also need to be able to diagnose your own personal condition on multiple levels. And we'll, we'll dive a little bit deeper, but let's stick with the car for instance. So let's say you get in your car, you start it, and then you check the dash, which, you know, most people, step one, they're probably going to look and see if they have enough gas or diesel in the car to get to the destination that they want to go to. So they look at their gas. They might, they might check the tires. You know, they might go, okay, well, seems like, or, or something on the dashboard will like pop up in front of you. It'll be like a, a flashing light that's like ding, ding, ding. Like you've got a flat tire, right? Or you might see like the, on one of the gauge, like the, the oil level is dropped as Eric was describing or the battery's low, or maybe your car just doesn't start at all. So you've got to run through the process of diagnosing. If your car isn't healthy, meaning all of those basic components at their proper level or or standard for operation, then it's very important that you use those gauges to go and make the proper adjustments. So give me an example, Eric. Uh, You get in, you look, and you're like, okay, the oil, there's something wrong with the oil. What might you do? Well, if it's low, then you'd want to check it with the dipstick and then add the proper amount of oil, being careful not to overfill. So you mean even a dipstick can check oil? That's correct. Okay. Very nice. <laughs> so that means any one of us could actually do this job. It's, it's more simple. It's so simple, even a dipstick can do it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just make sure you do it right or else your car is going to have problems. Yeah, golly. So, you you know, if the oil is low, you fill the oil. If the gas is low, you fill the gas. The tire pressure is low, you fix it. Those are the things that are required. If you neglect to do one of those things and you, let's say you get in the car and you look and it's like, okay, everything's good, but you forget to check the tire pressure. And you get in for your long trip and you're driving down the road. And the next thing you know, your car is just pulling extremely hard to the right. And you're having to overcompensate and and turn the wheel harder to the left just to keep on the straight path. What eventually will happen is your tires will wear down. And what really needs to happen, and hopefully it happens before you ever even get on the road, is you fix the issue before you get on the road. And so... Very similarly, our lives, we should have gauges that we check on a regular basis, and we should have a way of checking those gauges in order to make sure that our personal health is actually in position for us to live this life to its fullest. Because when any one of those gauges is off, let's say you're not getting enough sleep, well, you the, the wheels will eventually come off if you do that too many days in a row, right? Let's say you're not putting the right nutrients in your body. Eventually, your, your actual body will begin to reflect what it is that you're putting into it. Let's say your emotions or your spirit is, is not being nourished properly and eventually you're going to fall into like states of darkness and depression because that's what happens when, when we don't have enough light and enough bright entering into our being. We just get dimmer and darker and dimmer and darker. And the next thing we know, we're in trouble. 
We can't even see the light of day. We don't know what's up or down. You know, that's what happens when we neglect things. When we're neglecting the most important relationships in our lives, those are the byproducts is, is relationships end or fighting happens or, you know, kids run away from home. Uh, you know, the, the list goes on. So diagnostics is critical and thinking of yourself and thinking of your life as having gauges in front of you and knowing how to check those gauges. That's very, very important. So that's one aspect of, of what it means to find your way. Like in order to find your way, you've got to be on a path. But in order to be on a path, you have to be healthy enough to actually walk the road. So step one is, man, let's get, let's get healthy, right? But then in addition, and I just want to think about this for a second, you start, you know, let's say actually this very moment in time, my mom, her name is Becca, Rebecca. She's driving from Bozeman, Montana, down Interstate 15, and she's heading to Kernville, California. And she got up extremely early this morning. And I, I remember uh, just a couple days back, my younger brother, Logan, he's saying to, to my mom, hey, your check engine light's on. Mom, I don't, I don't know that you should drive your truck from Montana to California right now. Maybe you should take mine. So that's awesome in the world of like vehicles. But if my life and body are falling apart, I can't just say, hey, Eric, can I borrow yours for a minute? <laughs> Hey, quick substitute. You're going to be disappointed. Yeah, I'm going to check out. Hey, would you mind taking care of my kids, brother? And maybe like the restaurant, maybe you could like step in. I'll take your seat. I'll, I'll produce this thing and you get over here and you do the communication. That'd be helpful. You know, it sounds nice in the world of vehicles, but in everyday life, it, it actually just doesn't work. So when the check engine lights on and you're going to go get on a journey and man, I hope, and I actually, I pray that you as a listener, you have you have hopes, you have dreams, you have desires, you have things you want to achieve, you have places you want to go, you have great things in mind, hopefully. Because if you do, then that's, I believe that's what life is meant to be. It shouldn't just be, hey, I'm going to be a bump on a log and sit on the couch all day, every day. And I'm not, not knocking you. If that's, if that's your life dream, then, then sweet, man, tear it up. Like just replace the cushion every once in a while and spray some Febreze, <laughs> right? But if that's not your life dream, and you, you have all these high hopes and aspirations of doing great things, and yet you, you don't do anything about it. You never get on the road. That's sad, and that needs to change. Like You, you got to change that. You got to move forward. You got to reach. You got to stretch because you were put, we believe, on this earth for a purpose, for a, for a mission to accomplish, right? So uh, you want to make sure that you individually are a healthy person person and you're constantly keeping track of that. You you could get in the vehicle in Montana and start driving down the road and then the next thing you know, you know, you have a flat tire. Well, don't keep driving. Stop. Fix the flat. You could have you could spring a leak, right? You could have you could have a windshield crack. You could have all kinds of things. Just because you start off healthy doesn't mean a thousand miles later, no, you have to do maintenance. You have to do regular maintenance, checking your gauges, checking the condition of the vehicle, and you're the same way. So that's what checkpoints are about. If you don't check yourself, you'll eventually wreck yourself. And if you don't change the oil and top it off and do the things you need to, then eventually the oil's not going to be good. 
And if you drive for 30,000 miles on the same oil, well, it loses what they call viscosity or something like that, right? And it gets contaminated with metal metal particles. Ooh, toxic. That acts as an abrasive on your bearings. Ooh, life becomes abrasive when you don't maintain it. See where you're going here. Yep. So, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Marriages, they need to be checked. Relationships, best friends don't stay best friends unless they do their checkpoints. Marriages don't stay intact unless you actually deal with the circumstances and the frustrations. They all require maintenance. If you think about it, pretty much every arena of life, it requires some form of checking or maintenance. People, they, we, we absolutely require that. But even like the basic trainings of like organizations, teams, schools, just uh, yesterday, we got in the mail our kids' progress reports. Progress report is simply a checkpoint. It's a point in time where you stop and you go, well, right now, halfway through the quarter, your grades are X in history. And hopefully not X because that would be, <laughs> you know, you, know you, might have a, you might have a C in history and you might have a D in geometry and you might have an A in physical fitness or PE Right? Whatever it is, it's a check that's taking place, and it helps you understand where you are. And those checkpoints are very important because if you don't know where you are, you just keep on trucking along, and then eventually you end up with all Fs, and you don't graduate, and all kinds of issues happen. I'm telling you, best, the best organizations in the world, they pay attention to daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual metrics. They're constantly looking. And you might be saying, oh my gosh, I'm tired just listening to this guy talk about checking. Well, you'll be way more tired if you keep eating bonbons and lays and you land in the old hospital bed. That was meant to be funny. and It didn't come off that <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> now, no matter what, you're, you're going to get what you put in. That's just, I mean, that's just kind of the way that it is. And we should all be, as we say, in our traction planner, the planner that we've created to help people stay on track. We constantly are saying, seek progress, not perfection. Perfection actually can kill progress. We were talking about this the other day, right, Eric? Yeah, uh, absolutely. How so? How does perfection kill progress? Well, when you're trying to get from one level to the next level, that in and of itself is very difficult. And if you're a perfectionist and you want everything perfect before you get to the next step, then what ends up happening is that you never make it to the next step. Yeah. When what you should have done is instead of trying to make it perfect, make it good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean... You know, we're always saying like, do your best. Well, your best is not perfect. Like people aren't perfect. Like let, let's go spiritual application here. 
Um, we say the only perfect person to ever walk the face of the earth was the son of God. Specifically, that's the only perfect person that we perfectly claim or would claim that has ever perfectly walked the earth. So if our expectation is just perfection, then we better sit, you know, quietly, never move, never breathe, never do anything because we're afraid that we're not going to do it perfectly. Perfection kills progress. It actually does. Um, Quincy, our youngest, used to, you know, draw or, you know, she would do her uh, writing sheets when she was young and she's just a perfectionist. She loved her letters to look just perfect. And if one of them just barely went outside of the line, she'd rip the whole page up and she'd throw it away. And I'm like, whoa, okay, well, that's a bummer because now you have to do it again. So uh, the, the reality is, is that progress is good. And what we're talking about today is a tool for engaging progress. And that tool is a checkpoint. So last week we covered, and if you did not listen to last week's episode, we really would encourage you to go back. It was called shh, <laughs> quiet time. Quiet time has the ability to change the game. And so this, that's a tool. Quiet time's a tool. We have lots of training to give you on the idea of of quiet time. But we have lots of training on the secondary piece, which is the checkpoint. And right now, we're giving you the big idea, the big overview. And you can absolutely implement some of these practical concepts. Uh, Eric, did you happen to look up when we did the episode with Kenny Hagler? Do you, can you check that for us? I'll do that right now. Sweet. So Kenny Hagler, we did an episode a few weeks back and he is a, is a man who he needed an extreme checkpoint. His, you know, checkpoints, if they're done frequently enough, then we don't get that far off track because we use the checkpoints to stay on track. But Kenny, he had gotten so far off track with his personal health, with his actual physical weight, and with darkness and depression, he'd gotten so far off track with those, he needed an actual massive break, a massive checkpoint to get himself back on track. Did you, you found that episode? I did. It's episode five okay. and it's titled born to fly. Sweet. And we believe each of us are born for greatness or born to fly, born to soar. So uh, go back and, and check that out and you'll hear more of like the, the practical of how Kenny's life changed, but Kenny's life specifically changed through this checkpoint process. That's the tool that we used to change his life. So day one, which was 9-11 of 2018, I believe, Kenny sits down and we do a checkpoint. We say, hey, Kenny, where are you in these areas? And we listed the areas. And then he dug in and he answered those questions honestly. And then we formulated a plan of attack, essentially, to move forward and see small incremental changes take place in his life. If we expected that Kenny was going to lose 80 pounds in one month, we would have absolutely failed him and we would have been very frustrated. But we didn't determine that. We just simply said, we're going to start taking these healthy steps because one of the things that needed to be fixed was he'd gotten extremely overweight. But as we were digging into the root issues with Kenny, we realized that Weight was only a byproduct of something that was much deeper inside Kenny. He was having issues with self-esteem, and he was having issues with, with his own 
personal identity. And if you would, he had dropped into a place of depression or darkness, and he, his thoughts were in many ways being consumed with things that were not light and bright or positive and powerful. They were powerful in a contrary way. They were powerful in a way that was more like the, the Bermuda Triangle of his soul, which was like sucking him into the abyss of like negativity and darkness. And so, so what we had to do is we didn't just have to fix a weight issue. We had to fix an internal issue that was actually a deeper issue. So we did a checkpoint. And in this checkpoint, he began to take incremental steps and he had to take those steps daily. And he walked it out. And every week or so, we would check in again. And then every month, we'd do a larger checkpoint. And each of those checkpoints helped him make simple adjustments. Maybe he needed to, um, you know, at step one, he needed to simply, checkpoint one, he simply needed to exercise 15 to 20 minutes a day. And he was going to do that for an entire month. Well, at the end of that month, that 15 to 20 minutes was no longer difficult for Kenny. It actually was, was quite easy. In fact, he much surpassed that about week two, he began not just walking on the treadmill and gasping for air, but he began to feel a little bit of energy. We like to call that energy the traction effect. The traction effect. That's like when you start to feel momentum because you're taking good healthy steps each day, like energy, it begets more energy. And then when you get that energy going and then more energy shows up and that's what began to happen. So at checkpoint number two, which was month number two, what ended up taking place for Kenny was now we, we increase his, his, uh, his health track and we expand his exercise routine and we hone in his diet a little bit more so that he can continue to experience more results and continue to transform into the person he was called to be. So that that's, how Kenny did it. It was truly through a checkpoint process. And this checkpoint process is something that you can teach kids to do, or you can teach the Dalai Lama. Who is the Dalai Lama anyway? Do you know? (laughs) Uh, He's the figurehead of Tibetan Buddhism, I believe. Yeah. Good job. I knew you were going to know that. That's why I threw that out there. It's (laughs) like there's Eric, there's Google. Those are like two things. Uh, If Eric doesn't know, Google it, but it's kind of (laughs) rare. So even, I I mean, if we were to dig into the Dalai Lama, I bet you the Dalai Lama has a self-diagnosis process. I bet you he has a way of reflecting and kind of looking at his life and seeing if he's out of balance, out of shape, any of his gauges are depleted. And if they are, I bet you he has a plan of action. And so if we can learn at whatever age and stage we are, to implement a checkpoint process. It has the power to change our lives, has the power to change the future of our families, has the power to change our businesses, it has the power to change our finances. All of these things are impacted through a very simple process and system. So, practically, before I dive into that, um, when you look into the Wayfinder book, and I hope you do, I hope that's something that you uh, purchase and then... Um, if, it, if you start reading it and it's like, you know what, this is, this is not landing for me. And I'd be surprised because we've had a pretty broad test audience of people, um, people who have it all together, 
and people who do not have it all together. And each of those audiences were fairly challenged by some of these concepts. If, however, you get into it and you're like, you know what, I think this person really could benefit, then gift it to them, get it to them. Let us even know if we can help in some way, shape, or form get resources to people because the, the reality is, is that many, many people in this world are struggling with very deep and hard and very difficult cir- circumstances. I was asking Eric prior to recording, what should we talk about? Because I have stories of checkpoints that impact divorces, stories of checkpoints that impact health, suicidal thinking, you know, business transformations, businesses that that were tanking, that that needed to stop and actually figure out how to move in the right direction. All of that can be done through a simple process. And I think these steps that we're communicating via the Wayfinder book, they apply across the board. So let's actually look at the steps. Unless, Eric, you have another direction that we should take. Is there any other cool conversation we should be on right now? No, I think we should dive into the steps. I think that's a, a great place to take it. Sweet. All right. If you have a pen... If you have a notebook, if you're driving, it is not recommended. Don't don't write this down right now if you're driving because then you'll wreck yourself. What you uh, need to do is you need to remember these steps though. Number one, quiet space. Now, quiet space is, you know, you could think of that in many different ways. It, it could be an actual quiet space, a space where there's no talking, space where there's not people. I think it was the last episode where I talked about hurry, crowds, and noise, or at least I wrote it into a post somewhere. Hurry, crowds, and noise. A man by the name of Richard Foster says this, quote, those three things are not of the devil. They are the devil. Hurry, crowds, and noise. Now, life, we rush, right? Life, we are zooming through. Um, life is full of crowds. It could be, you know, crowds in the little town, at your work, um, as you're trying to go shopping, whatever it is, there's people everywhere. This day and age, there's social media where we can totally inundate ourselves with crowds where we wake up in the morning and we check to see what the crowds are doing. So hurry, crowds, and noise. Noise is, is whatever it is that takes your mental space and doesn't have like I can listen to music and have a quiet mind, but some cannot, right? Listen to music and have a quiet mind. The noise that's being referred to here can be actual noise, but it also is noise that happens within, you know, the the spaces of your interior world. So finding a quiet space is a critical component. What's most critical is that you are internally quiet. And sometimes you can have external, you know, noise and still be internally quiet. But if you're not somebody who can do that, then find an actual space that's completely quiet. That's step one. Step two is diagnose. Diagnose just what's happening and use a system for it. We've created a system to help you do that. It's found in the Traction Planner. You can find that at neilandamy.com. Right now, we've got a 33% discount on that as we're wrapping out the 2020 year, and we're rolling into a new year with a fresh planner, uh, you can pick up one of these traction planners and it can absolutely help you accomplish this. It's a system. And in that system, you got to ask these questions. These are important. There's sub questions, but these are the big ones. Where am I? 
Where am I going? What will stop me? And how will I get there? And that how will I get there question is very important because it is the practical that will lead you to the next step. Step one again, quiet space. Step two, system for diagnosis. Step three, get an action plan. An action plan to actually achieve what it is that you're trying to do. If you're looking for transformation in your marriage, stop spending all of your extra time at the gym. Unless your spouse is with you and she or he wants to do the same thing. If your top priority right now is to fix a certain component in your life, then you've got to minimize the things that are taking away or detracting from that very thing. So how are you going to get there? How are you going to you know, fix a certain issue or get back on track in a certain place where you've stumbled? You've got to have a plan of action. And that plan of action is very specific. What steps am I going to take? Just like Kenny, he wanted to lose weight. In the first month, he was able to drop 20 pounds. By the end of the first year, he was able to lose 80 pounds and, and really truly experience a true life transformation. Okay, so practical. I know I'm probably sharing a lot of detail with you here. Number one, quiet space. Number two, system for diagnosis. Number three, plan of action. And number four, accountability. Hmm. And that's what the planner helps with is the accountability, especially. It does. It helps with personal accountability. We'll call it self, you know, accountability. And then it also can help with accountability because somebody who you're close with, you can share what it is that you've placed in that planner and you can then say, hey, like this is what I'm, actually trying to do, can you support me in this way in accomplishing this thing? I don't feel like we live in a day and age where accountability is honored that well. Do you? I don't know. I mean, that's my I, current I opinion. agree with that completely. What are you, like, how so? Uh, I have to think <laughs> of some specific examples. I don't know. Just I feel like people are just like so freelance these days. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it was ever different because I've only been on this earth like 27 years. I'm at 40. Yeah. But I, you know, like, okay, coaches on a team, you're accountable to them. Like, if you don't show up to practice on time, typically, like a good coach would say, well, hey, like, then you're not going to play. Or if you, you know, mess up in the game in a certain way, and then you show up to practice typically that coach is going to keep you accountable to developing in a certain area. Like coaching is very important, but I feel like this day and age, people don't, we don't really honor that. Like parents, the design of the family, I would say the God given design of a family is that it's supposed to have good coaching in families. <laughs> like you're supposed to have a, a dad who, you know, in some sense is not like completely, you know, off track himself who then can pass on, you know, the idea of what it means to live life to the fullest. And then you can kind of like rise from your father's shoulders. But unfortunately, this day and age, you know, with addiction, with all the different struggles of life, you know, depression, so often people are off track and then they're producing kids 
who in turn are off track. And there's even at the very home structures of life, there's a lot of broken accountability. So anyway, that should require a completely separate book and then probably should require a completely separate episode. But quiet space is a huge part of the checkpoint. Self or systems for diagnosis, self-diagnosis, huge part of a checkpoint. Plan of action, write that bad boy down. And then accountability. And I think self-accountability is very important as well because uh, with that, you can, you can change the game. I think I want to share just a quick self-accountability that I try to walk through and I have for the last couple of years to give you an example. Um, in my health track, which is part of the system that we describe in the Traction Planner, a lot of the time I'll write, and if actually if you were to look over my last three weeks or so in this book right here, you would see that I, I write in my, my step for health, I write H2O with an arrow pointing up. H2O up. And if I have like meetings from like 9, 10, 11 o'clock, something like that, I don't want to H2O up, H2O up too hard at 8 a.m. because then I'm going to be like up and out of my meetings frequently <laughs> and having to use the restroom. But a lot of the time, I'll write H2O up after whatever my last meeting time is where I know my day's got a little bit more freedom, right? So normally, and I don't know about you, and I'm not saying that this is the best thing, but typically I'll wake up in the morning and I'll get a cup of coffee. Eric, is that kind of a system that you have to? Absolutely. Okay. Do you, it's, it's more of a necessity. Absolutely. <laughs> and do you like drinking really crappy coffee? I do not. No? So you like more of like a coffee like snob? Yeah, yeah. I like that about that, you. That's definitely, you could say that. It's not that I won't drink bad coffee. If it's all you've got. If it's all I got. <laughs> but I prefer to drink good coffee. Yeah. So you get up. And you get that cup of coffee. What, what I'd been finding in my life is that I might drink a couple of cups of coffee. And then there's certain things about the stimulant of coffee that it's a diuretic. So it makes you, it makes you lose water. So in some sense, it can dehydrate you if you're not careful. And then it can cause headaches too, because you're losing water. And then it also can be an appetite suppressant. So it's a stimulant and an appetite suppressant. At least I believe that studies have shown this. And I would say if I drink coffee and I keep drinking coffee and I drink several cups of coffee, then I really don't get that hungry. And so I won't eat or, you know, hours will go by and I might have skipped breakfast or things of that nature. So my self-accountability is that I, I get up and I drink at minimum 20 ounces of water if I can, right, before I have my first cup of coffee. And it really just depends. I mean, I don't perfectly do this, but that's a form of a guardrail that helps me reach the destinations that I have, which is just simply to drink more water. Now, that's pretty basic, simple thing, but those types of accountabilities can be set up in your relationships. They can be set up with your finances. They can be set up with your on-the-job performance or your business performance. All of those things have the ability to, little by little, drastically change over a longer period of time the impact of what it is that you're seeking to do. So 
those are practical details. Um, those are top level practical details. We have a lot more training and coaching that we can offer in these areas, but just simply with what we've shared in the last 10 minutes, those simple points truly have the power to bring some massive change to your life. So um, if you need to scrub back really quick and make sure that you write down those points and then begin to take steps to implement some of this. You know, last week we were talking about quiet time and, and how and some of the tools you need in that quiet time. For checkpoints, you need those four practical tools that we just listed. And then the following week, next week, most likely we're going to touch base on a different component. And I think it's the one, two, three punch for life transformation that you will learn about in the Wayfinder book as well. So that is what we want to share today. Um, Eric, you have some closing thoughts for our listeners? Yes, I do. I'd just like to remind the listeners that we're interested in hearing your stories. So if you would like to, please send your stories to info at neilandamy.com. Also, please rate, comment, like, subscribe, and share the podcast. This helps um, us reach more people. That The algorithms uh, like engagement like that, and it allows us to reach new people and help them. Awesome. I think that covers us for today's episode. We are looking forward to jumping back in with you next week. We will check you out then.